People on the Grid. You're listening to People on the Grid, where we showcase innovative people and projects, and we upload each Thursday on iTunes. So stay tuned. So today on the show, we are talking to Lila Pilgrim. Who, correct. <laughs> correct, yeah. And we are here on site in Castel de Bisbal, which yes. is where you live now nowadays. Yes. Now it's where I enjoy the sun. Yeah, and, uh, and not away from the city, city life. Yeah, I'm not a city girl. <laughs> no, you never have been. No. And you were brought up in Denmark? I was born in Denmark and my parents decided that the south of Spain would be wonderful to raise children. So we took to Malaga and I was barely three years old. So I've lived in Malaga most of my life and then came to Barcelona 20 years ago. Wow. And Malaga to Barcelona, how did that happen? Oh, that was because of love. You know, these things happen. You meet someone, you fall in love, you change your life and two children after that, you decide to break up and here I am. (laughs) And then you make a life for where you land. You land and you make a life and you stay where your children are, basically. Yeah, yeah. That gives you um, sort of consistency. The roots, yeah. Yes. So, you know, you have had quite a sort of interesting sort of, well, I mean, coloured life, shall we say. I mean, you started as a, in terms of living in Barcelona. What was your first? I am actually a project manager, uh, so I can manage anything. (laughs) Wow. So that means you're terribly organized. Yes, yes. And that allows me to do many things. Right. So I find myself very privileged in that sense that I can, you know, maybe I, because I'm Danish, you know, us uh, northern people, we have this uh, myth that we are very, you know, straightforward and organized. And yes, there's some German blood in me as well. And plus being a project manager... (laughs) Yes. The basic skills can yes. take you to many places. Exactly, exactly. Okay, and being a, a Danish living in Spain, how does how do you find it? In terms of, because Spain is not very organised and doesn't... Uh, well, can we go to another question? <laughs> I find that difficult. <laughs> yeah. It is difficult, but... Um, you get used to it. You get that? used to it, plus you have to look at the positive things mm-hmm. and uh, take more advantage of the positive than, than concentrate and focus on the negative. Quite right. Good attitude. Yeah. So, I mean, today I've just experienced your, um, you know, working... Well, you're working with, with horses. Yes. Uh, it's a new concept called Hesting. Hesting comes from the Danish word hest, which means horse. And then to give it an international touch, uh, the ing, which makes it more easy, you know, easier for people to, to remember. So it's the hesting. Mm-hmm. It's a concept where, well, you can explain. <laughs> I can explain. And and actually, hesting, I've, I also want to say it's a, a way of life, isn't it? Yeah, totally. Yeah. So it's a Danish way of life. It's there's a certain word for. Well, I wouldn't put any flags on it. It's just a combination of, like you said before, you know, you have a skill and uh, you combine skills and you combine cultures. You combine the good things from everywhere, 
and you put them together, uh, in this case, with the horse. Right. But I mean, obviously, you grew up with horses, so it was a it was a something that was in you, but also something you feel passionate about. Yes, I had my first horse when I was eight years old. And I started competing and uh, started training and dressage, also three day events and jumping. And being in Malaga, I would also go to romerias and ferias and <laughs> have fun in the countryside. And I've been doing that for many, many years. And um, after competing and being a dressage judge, I realized I stopped. I opened some other companies. Mm -hmm. And then I came back because I realized that there are many people who want to be with horses, but not necessarily ride them the traditional way. So going to a stable for an hour lesson and riding, you know, heels down, heads up and straighten your back and all that for an hour is not what everybody wants. Right. But the concept of Hesting is to, you know, make people feel comfortable with themselves around horses. Exactly. And we do that by teaching how a horse works. So the ethology behind a horse, uh, you know, there's, there's no myths. I mean, there's no magic. There's no, there's, it's all in the books. I mean, how do horses behave? Well, they're scared of lions. Uh, okay, we don't have lions in Castel Bisbal, <laughs> but if a big bird flies by or if there's a new big stone on the way, horses will act exactly the same way as if they were in the wild and they saw a lion. So if we know these things, we can um, predict how the horses are going to react. Mm -hmm. So the horses are very, I mean, I, you know, most animals are intuitive, but they pick up on, on people's vibes or energy. Basically. Yeah, the, the, what the horse does is uh, reads your body language. So if you're tense, if uh, your hands are tense, your chin is tense, if you're nervous, if your movements are quick, or if they, or if you're completely static, or the way you are talking, meaning a high voice or low, all this is what the horse is going to pick up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what, what you know, in terms of you know Hesting, you've been working with with sort of clients of. of Friends of friends and, and so far? Yes, uh, children, adults, uh, people who who want to relax around horses or using the horse just as a means to relax um, because we are outside, we are with a big animal, it takes your head off your daily problems and most people say that they take away some food for thought as well. Right. Well, I think it's very much sort of observing, having experienced it myself with with uh, Leo, who's mm -hmm. a beautiful animal, that you picked up last September. Yes, he was you, adopted. He was adopted, like all your animals. All my animals adopted. Right. I think it makes you think about, you know, he makes you look at yourself in terms of the way you behave and the way you treat people. Exactly. He, he reflects the, what you are expressing. So if you express uh, tightness, he will reflect that and give it back to you so he becomes tight because that's how animals in this case especially horses they they live in groups and if one of them sees some da something dangerous he will tell the others by becoming tight mm -hmm. and nervous so the one next to that horse will react in the same way even though he has not seen the original danger 
So this is why the horses reflect how you and your body language are talking. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it may very much is like a mirror image. Yes, how completely. You, how you're behaving. And also, I mean, I've, I think as I was, whilst I was experienced um, with Leia walking him, and it makes you realize, you know, how you treat other people. Yes, very much so. so how you treat other people and how you treat yourself. Um, this is the, that's, that's what you take away, you know, this mm. is personal for you to think about afterwards, uh, why was I doing that or should I be doing this and what there is to change and what there is to, well, to observe uh, about yourself. Um, um, and what's, you know, a better way of doing it. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So, I mean, you know, the kind of people I can imagine you, I mean, you want, you've been doing this sort of for people that you know but where do you where do you want to go with this with testing uh somewhere relaxed <laughs> i want to go somewhere nice <laughs> no but honestly uh the people who are listening to this right now they will know whether it's appropriate for them or not to try uh and other people think well, well that's silly uh, so that's automatically making a distinction between the people who will come here. I'm not going to decide who is going to come, but the people will be attracted. So you believe that the right people will, yes. fi will find you? Yes, I believe so. Like, Le like Leo, the, the horse? Leo, you. he found me, he needed this place, and he came. <laughs> have, you, have you always gone, gone along with that sort of methodology? Yes, because uh, if you force something, it then doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. It's if you're forcing, it's the word is already saying it, no? Mm. And it's forced. It's not it's not how it's meant to be. No. It should flow. It should flow. Like when you're leading yes. Le Leo. Yes. No, you're giving away your lesson now. <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah, so so you believe that things will uh, flow in the way that they're meant to. Yes. You can actually explain that with the longer rope and not so much tightness and not so much power. The horse was flowing better than when you had the short rope. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely, definitely. That's just an example. And and also learning to use your resources around you. All of them. Yeah. And asking for things and communicating what you like, what you don't like, and yes, using everything around you. It's okay. So, in terms of you working with people, what is your you know interest in terms of like you know helping people? Why what, why has it always been something that you've done? in nature to make people aware of who they are and how they behave because uh i want to make people happier that's that's your goal yeah that's your purpose yeah and uh, if we are all surrounded by happier people obviously us you know ourselves we will be happier as well yeah and the horses will be happier if i can make people understand that horses need space uh, to walk around, they need, uh, well, not to have bits uh, in their mouths. We can ride them without the bits. Uh, they don't need shoes on their hooves. Uh, well, there are exceptions, but still, mostly we can ride without that. Uh, they need a lot of forage during the day. Horses will be happier if I can get all this information out to people. I see. So it's about educating people about how to treat animals as well as vice as well as vice versa wasn't to, it wasn't it gandhi or who was it who said that uh, society shows how it is by how it treats its animals oh, absolutely yeah and and many other things yeah yeah, yeah. and it's a, re a reflection of how we treat ourselves yeah it's yeah. all one it's all one yeah taking care of the animal taking care of yourself and how you treat people around you
Okay. Have you have you always sort of felt that you wanted to, you know, show people how to treat people and themselves? Has that, has um, that always run through your sort of work? No, no, because you don't realize. You, you just kind of get in this path. You study, you start working. And I think many, I, I know many people that in their 30s, 40s, they make a change of life. Mm-hmm. And they realize they want to do something else, something more artistic or something, you know, they go away from their ordinary job and they decide, oh, now I want to travel the world and be a blogger, you know, or something like that. And I think we need this uh, development, um, personal development. Um, It doesn't just happen, you know, when you're 18, you decide not to say that no 18-year-olds can, you know, uh, want to make other people happy but of course they do but to find the methodology mm-hmm. to find the right uh, place uh, or in my case the right horse the right place and the way of wanting to do it it takes time it takes uh, many years of trying other things mm. i've been teaching the ordinary way for many years i've been competing myself national level with the bits and with the sh- horseshoes and with everything and I've been there, gotten the T-shirt, gotten the prices, and I'm not going there again. Mm. So I think, you know, sometimes you need to do things that you don't agree with in order to understand them mm-hmm. and then find a way of doing them differently. Okay, good. That's a good way of explaining it. But, you know, you've, uh, alongside doing the Hesting, you've got, you're involved in the Sex Academy. Yeah, I founded Sex Academy Barcelona in 2012. Mm-hmm. And the the main goal is also to to make people happier in a totally different area. <laughs> and and, and, and yes. what understanding how they are or how they behave in terms of in a in a kind of understanding their own body, their own body, their own feelings, um, sensations, fantasies. But uh, but that's you know totally different area of interest and uh, but it's the same yes underlying want personal my own of uh, making people happier because the information is already out there so why not spread the information and um, yeah make make people happier by by enjoying their life and giving and 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 understanding what it is to to have pleasure yes yeah Pleasure body, pleasure in sex, pleasure in life. <laughs> okay, good. And what are the sort of, you know, results you see from Hesting that, you know, you've sort of worked with different clients for different reasons, for like eating disorders, for example? Yeah, one of the things that we do with Leo is that he is, um, he has a slow feeder, which means that he just uh, needs to, because we don't have big prairies or the horse can't just graze. This is not Ireland. Uh, so we have, you know, fortunately in Spain, we have a lot of sun, but not so much water. Mm-hmm. So the grazing is limited. And uh, so he is uh, fed forage. And, uh, and the horse in uh, his natural state, he will be eating 60% of the time. So uh, that was just... <laughs> that was a cat going off. <laughs> <laughs> We are surrounded at the moment by a horse, a dog, two cats, and three chickens. <laughs> Just so you know, yeah. things can happen. <laughs> it's the natural environment. Yeah. Yes. So yeah. So you would you teach about the how to how to eat or? Yes, slowly. 
<laughs> so, so grazing. Grazing. It's a... Uh, but I do this indirectly, like everything that we do with the horse, like you said before, it's just a mirror. So just by explaining how the horse eats, obviously it's not the same digestive system as the person, but everything is made in an indirect uh, way of teaching. So by teaching how a horse will naturally eat, mm -hmm. it will reflect on the person as in, oh, there's a natural way that I should be eating. Uh, what I'm doing maybe is not good for myself. Mm -hmm. It's just as simple as that mm -hmm. uh, and as complicated as that because it's the person himself or herself who has to acknowledge that and uh, see what is happening. So and what kind of results do you see? Like you're talking about um, somebody who's been through a difficult sort of families sort of yeah, divorce. Yeah, children who are going through the parents' divorce and uh, never mind how much you love those children, you know, there's always going to be some situation where the child feels that, um, well, I have a couple of girls going through that, that they are f losing the, the confidence that they had because the, suddenly there's a change in their lives. And, well, they come here and they see that change is not bad because I change the environment constantly, mm. you know, like I did for you. Suddenly there was a pole on the ground and then there was a barrel and then I changed that. Mm. And then we changed that to another completely different exercise and this change all the time. And then it started raining and then the sun comes out and we just have to go with the changes. Mm. Changes are not bad. Mm -hmm. We just have to, you know, put on the proper clothes or... <laughs> proper shoes and and go yeah <laughs> so it's being prepared for for those changes and and being able to deal with you the can't changes. prepare for all changes you know but when they come just accept them and go with them exactly and like you said before use all the resources around you yeah so but you're teaching people how to deal with the changes yes yeah yes, exactly and um, and that that could be your parents splitting up or your you know changing. oh my whole world has split up several times and here i am <laughs> for yeah. example you know well, but yes the children who have uh, the parents splitting up or you've moved to another country or you have split up with your partner or you know sometimes adults they just come here and they sit and they talk for an hour you know they the horse is there and they feel they're talking to the horse and there's you know, some kind of confidence, and uh, they just get it out. Mm. Last week, one of the girls who came, uh, she's only six, and she tripped and fell, like, but on the spot. So, I mean, she wasn't hurt. And she started crying and crying and crying and crying. And at first, I thought, why is she crying? You know, she hurt. I checked, you know, no knees bruised and... Uh, Hands were okay. I'm like, okay, so she needs something else. She doesn't need the betadine. She doesn't need. <laughs> um, and I took her to me, and I, I, I just, you know, we sat and and looked at the horse, and and we had a deep conversation. You know, considering she's six years old, and she just came out with it. You know that something was bothering her. And when the, the when the lesson finished, she was as happy as a bee. I mean, there's she's gone, she's gotten it out, and she's laughing, and she's brushing the horse, and she's happy. 
we didn't ride that day because it's not about riding that mm. much. I mean, it could, we could ride, we could not ride. It doesn't matter. Mm. And when I gave her back to her mother, um, you know, in private, I, I said to the mother, you know, you know, this new little girl, she's been crying today. And uh, so just be aware that maybe later today, you know, she's going to be more sensitive. There's something going on. So that also kind of helps the parents to have another vision of their children, mm-hmm. you know, and somebody else who's, I'm not a psychologist, I'm not, you know, a therapist or anything like that, but the horse will just automatically bring things out because there's, there's emotion here. Mm. Yeah, you experience things, yeah, mm. and that makes everything inside you move, whether it's bad or it's good or it just makes it come out, which is good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's what the horses do is kind of make you feel your your emotions yes. your, and make you feel comfortable or uncomfortable. Or uncomfortable. Yeah. But that it's not a problem either. No, accepting it's it either accepting. way. Accepting. <laughs> and where do, where do you want to go with Hesting? You just want to go see where it takes you in terms of like, you know, do it because you like doing it. I like doing it. I like preparing you know, thinking about what the person will want the next day. Uh, I really enjoy it myself. Mm-hmm. So I'm not in a rush. I'm not in a rush to go or take it somewhere or, you know. Yeah, you just want to want to just uh, do it and see at where it goes. At its own pace. At its own pace, okay. Horse pace. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> well, it's been very nice to experience this, especially coming out here and, and, seeing, and, and experiencing it myself. And, uh, you know, we, we'd like to share your story and uh, tell people about Hesting and, and what a you know positive impact it can make to people's lives. Yes, I hope so. And thank you very much for coming. Well, great. Thank you. 